It has been said by some wise soul in the universe that family is art in its imperfect, loving human form. We understand messiness and are inspired by imperfection for through these things we learn to grow, to aspire, and to achieve greatness. We learn to thrive and we journey toward success. This is the art of family. So I welcome you to our family, the Cots family, where we create opportunities to succeed. from you just some of the earliest memories that you have here at Cots and the things that stood out to you the most. Oh. So I remember, I still remember when I come around the corner um, heading uh, south on Woodward mm-hmm. and then of course turning uh, west on Peterborough, I still remember uh, the crowds of people out front mm. like to get in on any wow. given day so we do intake like we don't have intake every day mm-hmm. but back in the early 90s and all the way up when I was I here it was happening too it was like we did major like 50 people or more a day mm-hmm. so to, to and then they just came. It wasn't centralized. People just showed up. Mm-hmm. And to see the lobby area just crowded with people um, wanting, you know, help a lot. You had to turn away. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had to turn yeah. a lot of people away. Um, I always had that picture. So at mind. that time, were people having to secure a bed here every day or if they came yeah. in they still could stay so in yeah for so they day. did not and we never did that like some places okay. you have to you know come back yeah um because generally people came back mm-hmm. right this was they once they got in because it was so hard to get in yeah um they didn't want to give up that bed yeah but just the sheer volume of people that were trying to get in so homelessness back in the, the, the 80s and I wasn't really paying mm-hmm. attention to it then because I wasn't here mm-hmm. but that's when it really kind of took off in Detroit mm-hmm. and you saw a lot of men mm-hmm. on the streets um, homeless and um, then it kind of shifted to start seeing family mm-hmm. now you won't remember this because um, I don't know if you were here then but down in um, um, what's the center uh down by the river, the square, the uh, Heart Plaza. Heart Plaza. Okay. Mm-hmm. Heart Plaza turned into a place where they people created these cardboard almost shanties. Really. But they were families, and wow. that turned into a big thing. And so the mayor, uh, I remember the mayor then came to Cots and ask us to, like get involved mm. and like how do we do that until so we really started seeing families come in but it was like lots of families wow. down there um and how to, i'll never forget that because i actually went down there you could see the, the what spark what sparked it or what so so you, you look at like in detroit and this isn't detroit pretty much mirrors the rest of the world just the changes in economy mm-hmm. and unfortunately us getting us being people 
getting to a place where we can easily evict people mm. and you know and then you start watching um, the cost of housing mm. just continue to just rise. to rise and people could not stand that right so mm. now you're out on the street with the you're, with the kids um, now what's interesting if this is 2021 we're starting to see a kind of a remake of that. Yeah. So in places, especially out in, in suburbia, mm -hmm. I got a call from um, a, a news person the other day who said, like, are you seeing this out here in, in West um, Broomfield? And I said, yep. She said, I'm about to do a story on this. I can't believe wow. it. So now you're starting to see families and, and, and they have like the husband, wife, and kids. On this corner mm -hmm. now California is you go out there you see it because mm -hmm. it's, it's a warmer climate but here you don't see that you don't see it in the suburban area mm -hmm. it's it's like a thing and the first time I saw it I went like I, I had to like oh my god wow. yeah. so now you are almost seeing a, a cycle come back around yeah um, and and unfortunately to say like you almost see it every day mm. Like the first time I saw yeah. it, I was shocked. But now, but now, now it's like it I'm regularly. seeing this yeah. regularly. So yeah, it's interesting because I think back to um, the early onset that you mentioned, and I remember my dad saying something to me a few years ago about how one of the first big recessions in in America yeah. really was at the early '80s. Yeah. And then we didn't That's see right. it again until yeah. 2008 Eight. when the auto right. industry crashed. Yeah. We're starting 2007, 2008, yeah. and then now. We're yeah. we're in line to see it again as a result of what's happened with these with the pandemic. And so so there are two. So I, I was on a um, a board meeting uh, with another board I sit on uh, today, and someone said something. I thought like, oh, that's the truth. So they they said so. This person is a business leader. So they said so. We are watching the economy, you know, kind of mm -hmm. uptick, but there is another economy, right? And and so to see these two economies and this one over here yeah. does not keep up with the um, inflation mm -hmm. right and that impacts like the average person Absolutely. and people who um, are you know don't have enough food housing insecure that group really the, the economy the one that we all pay attention to mm -hmm. does not reflect them at all mm -hmm. right so it, it's something to really think about um, at some and it has to be a political will where you actually look at the needs of people period mm. like all yeah. people period yeah. and if we talk about all people um having quality life and children um thriving and doing well then we have to look at it from a lens of all people right yeah yeah, and the challenge is that in the society that we live in, um, even politically, we're more focused on the capital gains yep. more than yep. anything else. Yeah. Um, and as a result, our leadership is willing to sacrifice and the good that. of all people yep. and ignore it, which yes. is unfortunate. And yeah. that has been a thing for generations. Yep. Yeah. Well, there's a cry out now, and, and I love... Um, I don't like hearing it, but I love the fact that kids are using their voices. Oh, absolutely. So I, so I love that when one of our kids um, in the program said something like, 
um, I don't, um, I'm, I'm feeling disconnected. Mm-hmm. Versus, I don't versus feel words. seen. Yeah. I don't feel seen. Uh, to hear a kid, mm-hmm. you don't kind of use that. You don't normally hear kids mm-hmm. say, you know, I'm disconnected. That's yeah. kind of adult language thing. But um, that, that says something. Like, our kids aren't faring well. Yeah. Like, they're not, they're not this resilient group. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, like this ball, you can just bounce it and mm-hmm. just bounce it back. Like, they break. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. they are not doing well. They are having a hard time. They are nowhere where they should be, right? right. And so for us not to pay attention to it mm-hmm. and just to kind of mow through this and, mm-hmm. you know, we'll all get better on the other side. I think a lot of people are not going to get better on the other side. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting because we, we've often heard people reference kids as resilient. Oh, they're kids. And regardless of the circumstance that they go through or the trauma, there's this expectation that kids will overcome it. They'll yeah. be okay. They'll yeah. they'll they'll yeah you know push through it and they'll figure it out somehow yeah. some way yeah. um this is different but though this is very different <laughs> this is way different than you know some eras ago where kids did but i would say even in 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 seeing this i would venture to say that it ha- it's it might not be different but it might be seen more or recognized more or acknowledged more because i think about the yeah. especially as we have so many children that we serve in our programs and mm-hmm. services and our kids have experienced all sorts of traumas yeah. many of them have had traumas related to homelessness traumas related yeah. to domestic violence traumas related to other Very circumstances true. and there's this expectation that they'll be resilient and push through it and as a result society is kind of like well you know they can if I can do it, they can do it. But now the pandemic has happened and it's impacting everybody yeah. and everybody's kids. Yeah. And I think now we're starting to see a little bit differently that maybe and I think the way that it's that that I see it happening is that people are saying, Okay, we've ignored these other traumas, but this is the same thing and now we understand it better and as a result we need to pay more attention to it. If that makes sense? Yeah, that makes sense. But but I also so <laughs> I'm gonna take I'm gonna go this is a stretch here, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. I just some just when you were talking I was thinking. So just like this this virus has mutated, mm-hmm. I think poverty has mutated. Oh absolutely. Right? And so but the and the more it mutates like the, the stronger of a grip it has. Yeah. And that means the work then now now you have to um, th- what you did you you've got to like reconfigure something and mm. like address it different. So I think not that things are like so different mm. or that we see it. I think the mutation of it mm, has gotten just so different, so mm-hmm. tight that over several generations, mm-hmm. right, that it gets to this point. And it's like poverty's been around. Like poverty's been, been around, around. But now that you, you see the mutation of it, mm-hmm. it's just a it's harder. It's mm-hmm. harder. And then mm-hmm. it takes a grip mentally. Mm-hmm. It takes a grip um like spiritually, mm-hmm. physically, and then it becomes a norm. So that's the mm-hmm. danger mm-hmm. when when now it just becomes a, a way of living. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And 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 then it that means it impacts everything, the way we see life, the way we mm-hmm. operate in it, and it it the results for us is we have to change. We now we have to like look at 
you know, okay, we can't do case management. We got to coach. Mm-hmm. We, we've got to, like, get into the hearts and minds. I have a friend, he always says, and he does racial justice work, but he talks, you have, have to get in the hearts and minds of people. Yeah. It, it can't be just a transaction. Right. It, it has, has to, to be. be something very, very different that grips their heart where the desire and will to and be able to see something different for themselves happens. Yeah. And that comes with relationships. So you yep. think about how COT started years ago, and really, it was more transactional. It was very transactional, and it was like, and and I always say we are we don't poo poo ourselves, right, that, right, right, right. We we like we did what we knew to do at the time, and exactly. when you know to do better, you do, you better. do better. So yeah. you know, at some point when we got to a, a, a moment where we like, wait a minute, yeah, we're we're seeing people who come back, and oh by the way, they're adult people with their kids and oh by the way there are multi-generations in this family mm-hmm. okay so what's our responsibility yeah yeah like as an organization who has thousands of hearts you know in their hands every day mm-hmm. what's our responsibility can mm-hmm. we do something better mm-hmm. so i mean we can't end with like no yeah but yeah. we end it with yeah we can and here, let's, let's try this. Yeah. And that speaks to, we, of course, that speaks to the human values, human services values curve. Yeah. But I think, and mind you, we know that terminology um, because this is the space that yeah. we operate and we work in every day. But to the, the average citizen, they don't necessarily know what that may mean yeah. or what it represents. Yeah. But, and just for a quick, quick reference, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have transition from a very regulatory yeah. model of operation where things are governed by rules and regulations yeah. to a more generative um, method of operation where right. we really are focusing on the whole person yeah. and identifying and, and the still individual. With, so we don't throw the, the regulations out. Right, the we're not throwing them out the window. I was exactly. When they, when they think of that particular tool, it's not like regulatory is bad, but you can't, I mean, you, you can, can choose to sit there, but it's not it the can't be everything. That, there you go. It can be everything, and That's there are, right. and, and yeah. we're learning to to think outside the box. I I remember you always telling us as a team, start with yes. Yes. So instead of no, we don't do this because the rules say no. Start right. with yes, and identify how we can yeah. meet the need, if we can meet the yeah. need. And so we're backing into it. Right. They're always back into it versus you know start with if if, if you don't you all you won't. You won't be creative. Mm-hmm. You won't think outside the box. You won't yep. be innovative. You'll do the same old status quo stuff. It'll and you won't thing. impact. There you- Thank you for listening to the Art of Family podcast by COTS. COTS exists to create and facilitate opportunities for families in poverty to collaborate, thrive, and succeed in building strong households, neighborhoods, and communities. This is accomplished through COTS Passport to Self-Sufficiency. Passport to Self-Sufficiency is COTS Poverty Reduction and Alleviation Framework. It is used across all programs, delivered through a whole family approach to support families in developing economic self-sufficiency and stabilized environments in order to create a multi-generational impact and ultimately break the cycle of poverty. To support this mission or to learn more about COTS, our families, or our partners, visit us online at cotsdetroit.org. That's C-O-T-S-Detroit.org.
So yep. th- here's a great example of that. There was a donor that called recently um, whose daughters had done a fun- fundraiser. They had started their business and the proceeds they wanted to benefit um, families or individuals that had experienced homelessness. Mm-hmm. And so they contacted us and they wanted to purchase pillows, okay. which we thought was a great, great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and over the course of years, we've changed how we've done things. So oftentimes our volunteers have come in and they've they've provided hands-on support, like in the ways of perhaps fixing plates at, at mealtime mm-hmm. or something hands-on like right. that, which oftentimes has left our families, you know, feeling vulnerable yes. in ways that is not comfortable for them. Yes. Um, and that's something that we've recognized, yeah. but that volunteers in the community and donors don't always recognize. Right. And so when, when this particular uh, person called and, you know, the daughters wanted to do this, and these were young girls. Mm-hmm. I want to say they were seven, mm-hmm. eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they wanted to pass the pillows out directly to mm-hmm. the families. Mm-hmm. And I initially was like, uh one because there's a dignity thing there and Absolutely. people don't necessarily want to be put yeah. in that position right yeah. Yeah. um but we I started with instead of saying no I started with yes I think we can do something mm-hmm. and it made me really stop and think and I began to brainstorm with her mm-hmm. like okay let's think about something creative mm-hmm. yes we can do something but this is the challenge with that families often feel yeah vulnerable they feel like there's a spotlight so a on them moment, right, right. Yeah. and it's and it's it's a i'm helping you because you need me right now and that makes them feel Absolutely. bad yeah so what we that. ended up doing we just kind of brainstormed and talked a little bit and we came up with this idea for the girls her daughters to come in and enjoy story time with the kids mm-hmm. and so what they did is they had pillows and blankets for everybody oh, cool. And she and her husband came in and read a story to the kids while they had coloring books and crayons and everybody sat on their pillows and blankets yeah. and colored. And that way it wasn't like... And by the way, you can keep the pillow. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's an engagement. Yeah. It's yeah. a, our family is enjoying time with your families. What a great opportunity to, I, I think, to educate um, others about human dignity. Exactly. Because we... we, we we all, and I'm not just saying people who are providers, but because we all yes. mm-hmm. can talk too. Absolutely. Um, but I, I think on the end of donors who, um, when you think of the, the, the heart, the heart is about wanting to give, mm-hmm. but there's always something in between the, the transaction, mm-hmm. right? The heart wanting to give. And the person on the other the end who's receiving, the reception, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how how is that person going to receive mm-hmm. this gift? And we normally don't think about that. Mm-hmm. No, right? we don't. We just think about the giving and how it makes so us. So I'm, I'm going to yes. tell. This is so funny. I, I, this is a true story. This is a today story. Mm-hmm. I'm on the phone talking um, to my daughter Mercedes, and we say something about, uh, and I don't know how this came up, but. Um, she said, well, I, I mean, I said something about homeless people receiving something. Oh, so we had a dinner last mm-hmm. night. We had a dinner, right? Mm-hmm. And I had the, 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 um, salmon, um, whatever. Asparagus the, and asparagus, potatoes. Very mm-hmm. nice meal, right? Mm-hmm. A very nice meal. 
So, so I was talking to her last night. It was last night. So I'm driving home, and I'm like, oh, if I were driving down the street mm-hmm. and saw someone homeless, what a great meal. That's mm-hmm. what I said I could give this person because it's all packaged up. Mm-hmm. It was very it was really nice. Nicely. Had the, everything nice. And, and she said, well, what if they didn't want it? Like, mm-hmm. not that they are hungry, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what did she say? You know, it's just say, isn't it interesting mm-hmm. how sometimes we don't allow homeless people or people we see on the street to have their own thoughts about things that they receive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. She said, just suppose, and, and she said, I've seen people give people something and they say something like, no. And their attitude is like, well, you sh- you should be happy, right? Mm-hmm. She said, what if that person has an allergy? Mm-hmm. Like, what if that person, like, does, you know, just yeah. can't. Yeah. And, and I started laughing, and I said, that is a really yeah. true thing that we don't, we sometimes think, well, you know, you, you ought to be happy. You should, right? We're you giving should, yep. you this. But when, in fact, when you, and why we call it partnering with, our families is because the question is asked of them mm-hmm. like what do they what, want how what can do we you help want? you how can we help exactly. you and let our giving being driven by that mm-hmm. right it just makes sense but when she said that last night I thought man that is yeah. something like, it was another real uh, example that uh, I don't know if you remember Rita uh, Fields mm-hmm. giving mm-hmm. this example yeah. of the the woman whose son had ordered a burger mm-hmm. And oh did, yeah, and 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 um, the gentleman that he was trying to offer it to yeah. was vegan, yeah, or vegetarian. It was yeah. one or the other. But ultimately, the gentleman didn't eat meat. meat, right? And when he graciously declined, yeah, in the conversation that she had with Rita, she was she was bothered. Well, if he needed something, why wouldn't he have taken it? And it goes back to the same thing, like yeah. especially when it comes to health and wellness. Mm-hmm. So you know, here we've got the passport to self sufficiency yeah. framework, and we talk about not just addressing the immediate need of homelessness or the immediate issue or circumstance of homelessness, but the whole family, That's the right. whole body, yeah. if you will, yeah. and all of the things that help support yeah. stability in housing. And health and wellness is one of those yeah. things. So just because a person may have a need for a meal doesn't mean that they can't choose to still eat healthily right. and that we should and that's a challenge big learning. that. That is a <laughs> think about it. Yeah. That is it's, something that we all have to learn mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, appreciate one, one of the things that um, we recently got a huge grant from the Kellogg Foundation and part of that grant is to help us amplify the voices mm-hmm. of our families, right? Mm-hmm. So when you think about the example of someone, you know, you're offering somebody and they just they take it because, you know, they just take it versus using their voice to at least say their desires, mm-hmm. right? And, and what's going on with them and that really is a place where we're at now with our kids, with our, our the head of families, our parents, in terms of teaching them like how 
not just to settle in life. Like, mm-hmm. I, yep. I, I'm in this, this situation and I'm just going to settle. I'm just going to take whatever's given to me, blah, blah, blah. But in fact, using your voice appropriately mm-hmm. to, and, and amplifying, and part of our responsibility is to, to help them to advocate how, how to speak that and to know what they're feeling. But I believe some people don't know. Like, mm-hmm. they, yeah. they've been in this trauma for so long and that to even, ask them, yeah, they don't know. They've not even possibly considered the opportunity or been given the opportunity yeah. to respond to what, what they want right. or what their needs are. Yeah, because they've been in a space where they've had no other alternative but to accept accept what the yeah. circumstance is. Yeah, um, I, I think that goes back to um, I've heard I was hearing some of our over the course of the year some of our kids talk about how they had not been outside of certain neighborhoods right. within the city. Yeah. Um, still or how they had not been downtown yeah. or they've never they've never they've never Off been to block. the library. Yeah. Things yeah. of that nature. If if it wasn't home and school, they yeah. they hadn't been anywhere else. Yeah. Um, and that's a that's a and they big, don't know there's they a don't, whole big world. They don't know the options and the options until there. they see it. And yeah. when they see it, then they're able to see Yeah what the possibilities are. And, yeah. and, and it goes back to representation, yeah. why representation is so important and why mentorship and coaching is so important so that they can see bigger than what they've seen. So, so the great benefit of that is, and then we certainly have seen it, um, when our families are exposed. Mm-hmm. Like when they are exposed to certain things, let's just assume well, we, we make certain assumptions about them, like, oh, they're not going to like the opera, mm-hmm. right? They're not mm-hmm. going to like classical music, mm-hmm. when in fact, I've seen this, mm-hmm. like, music, you know, is just for the soul. It's for it every, music for everybody. It's for the soul. And to watch, and, and I know you've seen mm-hmm. kids, like, mesmerized mm-hmm. by someone either playing the piano, mm-hmm. you know, um, playing an, another instrument. Mm-hmm and just mesmerized mm-hmm, by, mm-hmm. by that and how it literally almost quiets mm-hmm. the, the soul. Mm-hmm. And, and their exposure to that, and I think this is, again, part of our responsibility too, is to, as we expose them, they get to decide. Absolutely. Right? They get to decide, and I've, I've seen people say, you know, people just assume I didn't want to hear classical music. It wasn't until I heard it that what it did for my spirit yeah i want more so and i think in addition to the ex the exposure um when we expose them we then empower them yeah because i think that's the challenge and and i think that as a society Mm -hmm. we really need to understand the benefit and the impact of empowerment I think that sometimes we get so caught up in, well, like we said, well, I'm helping you here, and so you should be grateful as if that's all that they deserve in life, period. And if we have been privy to and are empowered to make our own decisions and to pursue our own dreams, why wouldn't anybody else? Well, so you're going down a a slippery slope. I got it. I got it. You're going on a slippery slope there. I should be careful because that's the that's the whole conversation it is. around racial justice, right? So if, when you start talking about people mm-hmm. being empowered, what you know, mm-hmm. what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And let's just be honest. Some people don't want people to be empowered. And I understand. They don't want that. 
And so, um, but but th there is, you know, to, to your point, um, there is great opportunity for people when they are empowered to Absolutely. speak their minds, to, to first know, and then to speak, and then to represent, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. now, and, and that certainly has a trickle-down effect for their kids, mm -hmm. right? To, to actually learn that, you know, kids kids are the darndest things, but sometimes they can say some things that, that and you're a parent, mm -hmm. so you oh, know, gosh. it's just Aiden was saying, and Aiden certainly says some yeah. things that make you go like, well, There's wait. a whole Aiden series <laughs> on that. <laughs> like, and, yeah. But there's, there's these moments of learning. Yes, right? there are very It's much. not like he's just saying something flippant, right? Yeah. It's not just something he's just <laughs> saying. There's truth in mm -hmm. it because our, every, all kids aren't tainted yet. Yeah. You know, they've not been yeah. tainted by this world <laughs> yet, right? Yeah. And so they still aren't afraid. Mm -hmm. And that's why kids take off and they run and they do things. And mm -hmm. we were hiking in, in California. And I had my granddaughter with me, and I, um, you know, the road is kind of, you know, it's wide enough mm -hmm. where she's a fall off the cliff. Now we're not gonna let her do that. But there was this little area where there was a path that was pretty narrow, and um, I, I said the statement. I said, "Oh," uh, and you know, and I started saying, "You know, Brooke, you could, she could do that." And her dad said, no, why oh. would you say that to her? So Brookie went over there, mm -hmm. and he's like, Brookie, come back. Come back, Brookie. <laughs> Mom, why would you say that? And and I said, I, said, I told her, that's a dime stop. First of all, I said, Brookie, don't do this, mm -hmm. but what, but you can do it. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 she, could, she could walk that. Mm -hmm. Now, I said, the thing is, you all are afraid, mm -hmm. right? But, but don't put she didn't fear, have the fear in her. Yeah. She didn't have yeah. fear because I, I believe she could do it. She yeah. could do it. Just a matter of walking and staying focused. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Kids, you know, they aren't afraid yet. Mm -mm. They aren't. Right? They but haven't gotten They haven't fear. gotten. And mm -hmm. so I just believe, even with the kids that we have responsible responsibility for here at COTS, that we... We have to, one, and, and I learned this from Shantae, our director of Children's Services. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget it. She said, we provide a safe place for them. They can touch anything. Mm -hmm. She said, because I saw a kid with some paint. I'm like, no, no. Mm -hmm. She said, no. It's okay. It's okay. The top is on top. If it comes off, it's non-toxic, yeah. by the way. They're going to yeah. be okay. And I thought... Yeah, it's a space that encourages yeah. them to dream, imagine, and to explore. Yeah, yeah. Th and that's what we really want yeah. here. Yeah, and that's so true. And, and, you know, you think about the impact and the influence that that has on families, the opportunities that it creates for them to be able to be empowered, yep. to 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 be exposed and then to be empowered, and then as a result to then go forth Set and explore. Set their own course. Set their course, that's, right. That's, and that's the thing that there are, many are trapped um, feel just yeah. trapped yeah. right and when in fact if they were empowered they could look at the circumstances look at their social network mm -hmm. right all of that yeah and say okay i need to call so and so to get help with this i need da, 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 but i can come out of i mean yeah there, there's a way out of it yeah and i i yeah. can huh. i can 
I can choose to do that. Yeah. Right. And push that through. But our many have not yet developed that in their life. But that's part of our work with yeah. coaching. Right. It really is. Yeah. It really, really is. And, you know, I think about um, our mission um, and how our mission really, you know, seeks to help empower the families so that they can, you know, collaborate together so that they can mm-hmm. thrive and they can succeed, yeah. not only with their household, you know, but actually in building a stronger family unit yeah. household, a stronger neighborhood, a stronger yeah. community. Yeah. And bigger. how, right. Yeah. And how, when we are in, when we are working to help expose them and empower them mm-hmm to be able to actually explore in these territories how we're not just helping just that family but this ripple effect that's going to happen and it's going to happen not just with their children and future generations but it's going to also trickle out to their peers their their neighborhood their neighbors their friends and it's going to trickle out to as as families begin to engage at the school more and now they're involved in pto they're touching other lives exactly yeah and and i love how our our mission has evolved i just when i think about like our current even the wording Mm -hmm. that we use now i always point people uh to that when i'm I'm talking about cots i said so you know you look at the mission statement there's a a word that we deliberately kind of took out of Mm -hmm. that and that was like homelessness Mm -hmm. and part of that was it's it's like a almost like a label mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. and and labels you know have you know catastrophic yeah. <laughs> impact later on absolutely right so the people people are people and their families mm-hmm. so could we just look at them as a family mm-hmm. a family and, right? and and work with them where they are right where they are and not have to label it as a homeless that's family. right and and right. that it then goes to your, the, the verbiage of uh, families that are thriving, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. in a community mm-hmm. and the impact that it has, like, as mm-hmm. as they are doing the work in partnership with us mm-hmm. and their coaches and all of the other amazing partners that we work with, then they're, they're stronger mm-hmm. and they get to a place where they begin to kind of chart their own yep, their confidence course, right? Yep. And there is um, positive, wonderful impact in the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not just the community in the city, right? Yeah. And not the and city, the state, the state right? And it and just the nation and yeah, society yeah. as a whole. So, yeah. so true. Thank you for listening to The Art of Family, a podcast that serves to share triumphs of families overcoming poverty and homelessness. As families journey towards stability, Cots believes there is always beauty to be found along the way. Through partnership, mentorship, and relationship, we all create opportunities to succeed. To support this mission or to learn more about Cots, our families, or our partners, visit us online at cotsdetroit.org. That's C-O-T-S Detroit dot org.